Welcome to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose, where we take a subversive look at all the celebrity gossip you want and some you never knew you needed. We'll take a deep dive into the hidden meanings of what's really going on in the world of pop culture, because here we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose. So for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about celebrities and cults and celebrities and cults. And it's culminating in this episode today about celebrity megachurches, namely Hillsong and Church Home. So we're going to get into it. It's going to be a bit of a wild deep dive. You know, we do our best to keep it fun on this podcast, but obviously uh, the topic at hand is uh, a little heavy. I'll put content warning with all the warnings in the episode description. But after this week, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to take it out of the depths, out of the gutter. Uh, We're going to get a little, a little lighter over here, but it's been pretty fascinating. After the the past few weeks episodes, we had a lot of listeners write in with their own personal experiences with mega churches and being members and being part of what they thought were religious institutions. And turns out they were more like corrupt cults. So I want to thank all of our listeners who wrote in with that. This is going to be an episode with me and my delightful co-host, Sammy P. So to finish off our whole Justin Bieber odyssey that we've been on, this week we'll be covering Hillsong on the Patreon. We'll be talking about his manager, Scooter Braun. It's it's going to be a deep dive into the wild world of Scooter Braun and all of his celebrity clients. So that's $5 a month to subscribe. You get an extra episode every week. Um, The link for that is also in the episode description. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So I'm I'm on a ghost TikTok now. And I saw the scariest fucking wait, video. like ghosting, like ghosting people or no. ghosts, Emily. Okay. Phantoms, poltergeists, okay. spirits. <laughs> You're Just way because... more on the you've always been more on the ghost train than me. Yeah, but like I saw a video today that I was like, literally, this is proof that ghosts exist. If this video is real. And it looks real. Ghosts exist, confirmed. And the person who posted it said that, like, some of the foremost, like, ghost hunters in the world reached out to her because of the video. And they're, like, going to her house to investigate. (laughs) The cream of the crop. No, I mean. (laughs) I'm going to tell you. So, just quick. She was, like, every morning, me and my husband wake up and there's these two cookbooks on the floor. Like, Every single morning from the kitchen, there's just these two cookbooks on the floor. And we're not sure if like rodents have infested our house. So we set up, like I set up my computer to just like record all night and then we'll check it in the morning. And you just see one of them just get slid slowly off the counter, right onto the floor. And then two hours later, the other one goes. And then you hear like this weird little laugh. I was so scared. Oh my God. So I'm going to be following that and see what the ghost hunters say. Well, I mean... I 1000% believe in ghosts, but I feel like the way I feel about ghosts is the way that it's like, you could be walking down the street and like, sure, someone could like punch you in the face and like steal your purse, you know, but they probably won't. Like probably most people, it'll just be, you'll just pass them and like nothing will happen. So that's how I feel about ghosts. It's like, I feel like most of them are like just chill and like just doing their thing. And like, there's the odd like problem ghost, but it's like very much in the minority. Absolutely. I mean, and all this ghost is doing is pushing two cookbooks on the floor. I wouldn't say they're a problem. Like the person was like, uh, or like in the comments, people were like, 
um, I guess the ghost just thinks like keto is a joke. And the person was like, yeah, like maybe we should just throw out the keto cookbook and they won't be like chirping us anymore. <laughs> oh my God, Sam. We're, did, okay. <laughs> I don't know if this should be for the pot or not. Okay. So like, am I having, am I remembering this correctly? Were we once in the miners hall looking for ghosts at a party and we walked by these guys who just started like reading us to filth yeah that happened yeah that happened we were looking for ghosts okay just listeners this was in this building that's like it's this old it's in this old mining town it goes back like hundreds of years there were like all these like brothels and like crazy craziness like it's a cowboy town and like so many people in this town have ghost stories who aren't at all like the people you'd expect to be into like anything like occult or spiritual or whatever but they've just all have these like very interesting kind of overlapping stories and so we were in this venue at a concert and we went we went looking for ghosts to the basement down like these side stairs yeah and we passed by like these guys having a smoke break and something about us just set them off and they were like <laughs> they just read us to filth they were like oh just a bunch of basic what were they yeah. Like, they they like made fun of our costumes. They said we were dumb. Like they, I can't remember the details. Yeah, we were like, we're just looking for ghosts. They're like, oh, just two basic girls just looking for ghosts. Just like, oh, what what's next? Like getting your like pumpkin spice latte. Like we were like, what did we do? What did we what did we do to deserve this? And like they were our age, and like you think they'd be the type of people who like if they were going to interact with us randomly at a party, it'd be like to say something kind of sleazy. But no no they, they wanted they were us like, gone yeah they were like you're stupid and fuck off and we and hate your outfits they, <laughs> yeah and, we, and your outfits are dumb and they did acknowledge that there were likely ghosts in the area I remember that but yeah they were just two bros having a smoke break who wanted none of our presence maybe they were ghosts and they didn't want Yo. us like <laughs> seeing the other ghosts because I've never had that happen before where I've just like seen a stranger and they just start like laying into every part of my existence really that's never happened to you damn not when I'm I'm not even like I wasn't trying to talk to them no I've never had someone beeline over to me and be like I hate your outfit I hate your face like <laughs> you've wow, that, that, that must be nice Emily it must be your resting nice face what uh helping you out once again how, how yeah that I've had to you Oh my God. So many times I've had guys be rude to me that were hitting on my friends. I've had like, I have like some nervous tics or whatever, you know, like, so because I have wavy hair, I'm encouraged to like twist my curls, you know, yeah. to get them curly or we're both, we're both stimming. We're both out there stimming. So, so I was just like in a bar standing and I was just like, standing near my friends while some losers were talking to them and just twirling my lower hair and this guy just starts imitating me and he's like look at this fucking idiot (laughs) twirling his hair like imitating me like (laughs) and I was just like that was so rude I don't even know what to say like I wish I could have come up with a clap back but doing the like dumb voice and just imitating me like I like it took me <laughs> off guard like I could not come up with anything I was just stunned <laughs> <laughs> no that's never <laughs> that's never happened to me although I have had some women try to fight me out of nowhere and you've seen this happen seemingly out of nothing out of nowhere or nothing I'm not out there trying to start any trouble I know about the 
crazy jealous bitches who message you out of nowhere starting a fight that I've I've never seen girls come I wouldn't up say to it you. like that because I would sound insane but yes this has happened <laughs> and we've all been sitting there like what just happened like what there's something about my like neutral presence or just like that's like inviting in it's like hey if you've had a bad day just direct it at a stranger and that stranger can be me yeah but even like distance acquaintances will sometimes just dredge up from the darkest depths of your past and just message you out of nowhere and be like hey I saw you started a business I have a business too and I think you're stealing my business idea and you're a little bitch and like I know you want to be me Emily and you're like who are who is this (laughs) or like or like hey when you were at the bar and you were like looking everyone you like lightly tapped me on the shoulder I was set off and like you touching me is like violating my boundaries and like never do that again I'm like what 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 are we what are we doing here what are you even talking about or like hey my ex from six years ago I heard they're dating you and like I just want you to know I have a huge fucking problem and I will fight you I will like scream and cry you yeah yeah that has all happened to me can we meet up and talk and it's like no (laughs) I'm so glad you've been a witness to this because if I just started listing this off I'm like there's haters I literally sound like those people on reality shows who are like I hate drama that's the first thing you need to know about me but drama finds me I know and and like you actually are someone who I would say that drama finds like I wouldn't go as far as say you hate drama or anything like that I like it on the reality television and you like it a little bit IRL too well yeah I have a podcast talking shit and gossiping (laughs) but I'm generally pretty affable like I'm pretty easygoing I'm not saying you're problematic I think you're pretty unproblematic (laughs) but I I do think you don't mind like drama like you like calling people out like you like confronting people and being like don't move to this fucking town (laughs) stuff like (laughs) this town ain't big enough for the both of us you actually did that and that's why you're my hero remember when you told that he was he was like I'm moving to Roslyn and you were like no you're fucking not you messaged him and told him don't go I have no memory of this. Sam's talking about an ex of mine. Apparently I told him he's not allowed to move to my town. That's iconic. I have no memory. I've repressed all memory of doing this. Are you serious? Yeah. Maybe you just talked about it and didn't send the message. No, I'm actually sure because I sent him other, (laughs) I've had to school him like, because he didn't get the point. He was like, he was like, hey, <laughs> like, this is after me, like, speeching about, he's like, uh, he, he'd, like, forget, he'd have a goldfish memory, and then he'd come back and be like, hey, like, me and my new girlfriend, like, need a place to stay, like, we crash on your couch, I'm like, what world are you living in? So, yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I do a few of those. <laughs> I, I actually do, I'm, like, 98% sure you sent the message, because I remember, I'm, I'm it's, it sounds like, Basically, I think I've had to send three or four of the of the like to this person over the years. Stay the fuck away from me. And he's and like, cool, cool, cool. And then and then like and then you're like, he's like, hey, you want to hang out? I'm like, no, because he was gonna build a home in Rossland, and you were like, fuck off. And then you moved away, which is like <laughs> icon behavior for sure. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, I, this is a generational feud, and now. <laughs> like me and my friends and all their offspring will challenge you to a duel in the street that is how it how it is when you like have a bad breakup like that's how I feel like people in general or me you oh yeah 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 like when I see in the grocery store like we have like a full-blown stare down (laughs) I haven't thought of that either 
<laughs> let's just list off all my exes and <laughs> ways. Let's of- rank. Let's rank your exes right now. Let's let's rank. Pod. Let's rank all my past dysfunctional relationships, starting worst to best. Go. <laughs> <laughs> what um, would you say is your worst? Oh man. Probably the first one that I dated, just because he like I feel like oh yeah yeah she abused you and then went to a psych ward. (laughs) Okay, no, that's a different one. Went to a psych ward. (laughs) Oh Um, no! Oh, the abuser didn't go. He should be in one. No, though that one did, but the other one did. The first one did not go to a psych ward, but he what he was terrible. But he like set off a chain. I feel like he set things in motion. Like you um, wouldn't have dated as many psychotic abusers if you hadn't dated that one? Yeah, I don't know if I can blame it all on him. I mean, I have to take accountability myself for like yeah. my own choices. But at the same time, I'm like, once the bar is like below the depths of hell, like you you try to like raise the bar and then you're still like in the fire. <laughs> and then you try to raise it a little more and you're like in the basement, you know? It's like yeah. a, kind of one of those sorts of situations. But like, uh, you know, yeah. it, you you are the common denominator of all these things. Um, it me, <laughs> um, says my therapist, but, but like, no, but, but I mean, like, I don't know. I think he was the worst, but like, he was not the funniest. The funniest was probably the one who, <laughs> the, the one who ended up going crazy while we were dating. That was, that was a lol. My least favorite of your boyfriends. <laughs> if this is, if we turn the question to me, he's my least favorite. Yeah. No, but he had he has a career now. God yeah. Bless. But um, when you got with him, he didn't. He was struggling at that time. Which Jamie likes to remind me of. She's like, Is it funny <laughs> how you have high standards for your friends and yet you date like homeless people who <laughs> have terrible personalities? Like, what? What? I'm just saying what we're all thinking. What? <laughs> I know, yeah. Because direct yeah, quote. Because- that was a direct quote from her. I was like, I was like, it's an honor to be read by you. <laughs> I can't wait to get the fuck out of here, Emily. It's gravel season. It's dog shit season. It's the worst fucking weather in the world. I haven't seen the sun in six months. I am full goblin mode. Um, yeah. Well, it's do- there's dog shit and gravel here too. Um, just so you know, listeners, the next time we'll be potting, we'll be live and in person coming at you. In case yeah. you didn't know, we're we're potting from opposite ends of the country, four thousand kilometers away, but our hearts are forever with each other. You're, that's like some real small town problems. Like, there's dog shit everywhere. <laughs> like when I lived there, I was like, I was like, guys, like, <laughs> is this the number one issue that we face as a society in this town? <laughs> yes, it is, and it is an issue. Um, but it's it's more so the gravel that's getting me down, honestly. Like, I mean. In Ontario, we had salt, which like eats your shoes up in the winter. But here we have gravel and they don't sweep it up until like May. And it just is destroying my house. I've got little bits of sand and mud everywhere that I, as a person with ADD, I didn't realize this was a thing until TikTok told me, but like where you're like extremely bothered by like a single grain of sand, like on the floor, you know? Yeah. Textures. Textures and yeah, totally. Well, there's sand and salt here, but they do sweep it out sometimes, but there'll be like cute little spots we can go to. And oh my God, Sam, I didn't even want to tell you this because I didn't want you to want to get your hopes up in case it changes. It was 15 fucking degrees yesterday. Oh, my hopes are up. I know it'll be nice. I know, I know that spring does actually come 
in that neck of the woods. And uh, it's a wonderful feeling. Those first yeah. few days of 10, 12, 15, like I, I'm not even hoping for 15, but 10 would be so nice. God, I was out in a t-shirt. I know I was like, I was like, I can't tell Sam because I don't want to get your hopes up. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to um, my listeners around our listeners. I want to give a shout out to our listeners around the world. So my favorite thing lately has been going into the back end of this podcast and seeing the demographics of this pod and like most are in the States, some in Canada, UK. Hey. Um, but then there's like all the play- people like scattered about. So there's like <laughs> one listener in Saudi Arabia, like, hey, <laughs> like, how's it going? Like one in, we got one in Malta, um, two in Uganda, like Kampala, like where are we talking here? Um, <laughs> and we've got, oh, foreign Brunei I just want to say that wow Brunei, yeah um yeah and seven in the United Arab Emirates so like hey guys <laughs> shouts out I remember that Denmark and Mauritius were two of the first charts we appeared on outside of the U.S. and Canada so shout out to you guys trendsetters shout out to our, shout out to our Mauritius baddies putting us on the Mauritius entertainment news podcast charts like hell yeah and thanks. It's an incredible accolade and a yeah. true honor. Denmark, Germany, like you guys are amazing. Do we have any in Colombia? Colombia, we have seven listeners. Oh my God. Wow. Hola, comment Mis amores. Five in the Cayman Islands. Maybe Army Hammer's listening to our podcast. Maybe. <laughs> I Maybe. hope he's not. Imagine. Actually, if you. We, we fucking no, no. <laughs> imagine we saw it in our like Patreon subscribers like Army Hammer at gmail.com. <laughs> it would it would just be a Gmail. <laughs> it wouldn't even be like management. <laughs> like our, it would just be like Army Hammer seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The armies are um they're an army that I never wish to encounter again uh talked about him I talked about him on a podcast and then gave like a light army hammer hashtag on like the the most light-hearted post about um deflecting like using PR st- strategies to deflect controversy and the Charmies came out of the woodwork psychotically like bombarding me and talking about what like a, a like a terrible fat cow I am and I had to talk to Lauren the Zen Blonde about what that's like is she's reported on him and she's like, oh yeah, they've doxxed me. Like they're crazy. Um, they also like mostly are active on like Facebook. They're like old timey. <laughs> they're um yeah. funny old ladies. I bet they're the same people that defend Jax, like his like number Jax one. Taylor? Yeah, Jax Taylor. He has that number one stand, Emmanuel. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Let's fucking do this uh yeah <laughs> oh my water. we all look so depressed we've been we've been in the depths of like researching like depressing megachurch scandals for weeks now and we're just like uh, like truly worn down by life yeah it's it's let's let's send her into the hoop what's the sports metaphor for this let's send her over the finish line let's get her into the goalpost yeah let's take her home let's take it home let's let's round third base let's take it home to church home so we did our justin bieber and Haley bieber episode two weeks ago and from that it became abundantly clear that we needed to do a 
deep dive investigation into two topics that are closely related. One of them, which is what we're here to talk about today, Hillsong and all the crazy scandals and from that church dome. And then the other topic, which will be on the Patreon this week, is Scooter Braun. So that's Justin Bieber's manager, also the manager of Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato, many other stars, best friend of Carly Kloss. Much to say there. So that will be out on Wednesday. But for today, let's get into Hillsong. <laughs> so most of us know Hillsong as the sort of like celebrity megachurch that's recently had this fall from grace. And a lot of us also know it as like Justin Bieber's former church. But what I hadn't realized until we started to dive into this is this is really an Australian phenomena. So um, our Australian listeners know, and we had a lot of listeners actually write in and talk about their personal experiences with Hillsong, which we'll be getting in towards the end of the episode. But Hillsong started off in Australia and <laughs> some articles had listed it as Australia's greatest cultural export. Um, but basically what's fascinating about the fact that that's where it originates from is we talk about megachurches as this very American phenomenon, but this is Australian and it's really the first of its kind to take that over. That's really like until it started there, megachurches really weren't an Australian thing. But since then, it spawned 131 churches in 30 countries with 150,000 weekly congregates and 50 million churchgoers uh, like singing their songs each week, 3 billion YouTube videos, et cetera, et cetera. So it's this global phenomenon. Sam, what was your, what's your like impression of Hillsong. <laughs> so, you, you know, knowing too much. <laughs> I like before I started researching, I guess I just thought of it as really no different than any of the other hipster churches that I've seen popping up where they're into like Christian rock and like getting really hype and like dressing cool and like trying to rebrand Christianity. I didn't see it as especially nefarious. Um, until I heard about the sex trafficking um, allegations about Hillsong. And then I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. It's like, you know, Catholic church all over again, slash a weird hippie cult. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to say I want to say it's more insidious because it's trendy, but I'm sure the Catholic church was trendy at some point, you know, like, and it is <laughs> trendy in many parts of the world and, you know, Latin America and, and whatnot. Like, it's sort of it, it's it's sort of past the point of having its fall from grace like it has fallen in in a lot of ways in many parts of the yeah. world but for me when I first saw it I was hooked like I've said this many times listeners <laughs> that I'm like fully uh shocked that I haven't been indoctrinated into a cult at this point in my life um but I saw I saw the sermons and uh I just thought it was cool like it just seemed really like fun and dynamic and it, it looks like a nightclub like, I don't know what the, what, like, if they're like working to change that now, but, um, in descriptions of it, I kept having it, I kept reading it described as like a Beyonce concert, <laughs> but it's like purple lights and like, you know, set up sort of like a, like a big, um, amphitheater mixed with a bar. Yeah. Kind a, of lot of the, a lot of the, um, articles I read said that they they had like dedicated volunteers just cleaning up vomit from like the night before because a lot of people would come in like off the strip like partying and some of the ones in New York and LA you know and they'd be wasted and they just sort of cap their night off there tried to like make it clean it up and they're you know but they would also be puking because they were so drunk um and I, I get how they like went 
for a rebrand. It's like a Christianity rebrand, right? Like, cause Christianity has been associated with like Ned Flanders kind of like youth groups that are like really not cool. And then like, we start to see like hot young Christians, like on the bachelor, you know, like Maddie Pruitt, who's like, yeah, I'm like a really good basketball player and I'm like extremely hot. Um, but I also love the Lord and like I won't even wrap my legs around a man when I hug him. Like I will be keeping it extremely chaste, but like, I'm also cool. And like, I have like, I know all the TikTok dances, but like Jesus is my best friend. And Haley uh, Baldwin is like that now too. Haley Bieber. She's, you know, she looks Haley so Haley Bieber cool. Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. She looks so cool and she's going out to clubs. She's drinking, she's partying, she's in the Hollywood scene. But then like you look at their social media and her and Biebs are like, you know, it's like Jesus worship. Like, I guess you're supposed to worship Jesus, but like to a point that they're like sexually obsessed with him. It almost sounds like in their captions. <laughs> very religious. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, on, I, they're on their knees for Jesus. I mean, that is a thing. And like, oh God. <laughs> But I mean, what, well, okay. The thing about it is that, yeah, so it is cool, but what I think why it didn't, um, set off any red flags is because like celebrity religious trends are new. So like, there's always some big wave. I'm not just talking Scientology. I'm talking like, I mean, if you're around the early two thousands, you remember Kabbalah, like Britney Spears, Madonna, like it was like the trendy accessory to have like a red Kabbalah string on your wrist. I have to find like a comment from Justin Bieber. I have good news. Jesus being fully God yet fully man took our past, present, and future sins forgiving us, allowing us to walk free of shame. Did we earn it? Nope. Did we deserve it? Nope. Our joy should be coming from the finished work of what Jesus did on the cross. The simple fact that we are completely wiped clean from all our sin. Jesus did what we couldn't do for him for ourselves. He who knew no sin became sin so we can have real true intimate relationships with our God not by earning or deserving, but by simply receiving. This is good news. There is nothing you can do to make God love you more or less than he does right now. Sit in that, rest in that. You are worth loving. There is no earning God's love. It is a free gift. God will do the rest. I am a Jesus guy. Are you interested in learning more about Jesus? Visit the church home app free in the app store. <laughs> like that to me is just like, that is a very intense thing to post to Instagram for a celeb. I don't know. Well, I find a lot of religious messaging to be very intense, but I've always wondered if some of that comes from me coming from a religion where they're not trying to recruit anyone, you know? Yeah. Like, like, like in Judaism, they're like, we're, we don't want you. Like we're a tribe. Like if you want to convert, you're going to have to like knock on our door time and time again. And then we're going to like, <laughs> give you the, cold, give you the cold shoulder. We have our issues, whatever. And like, I feel like I've been talking about a lot because we've been talking about religion. But to me, the fact that of the Abrahamic religions, so like Judaism, Christianity, Islam, it's like, it's the one where it's like, we're not trying to get anyone new. So we're not like, we don't want you or if, if you really want to convert, like you got to really want it bad. And there's no hell. Like hell is this intangible concept where it's like, um, the bad feeling you get within yourself immediately when you do something bad. Like if there mm -hmm. is any sort of hell, like that's what it is. So it's just sort of like the immediate punishment of like not feeling good. So like, that's not this like fear looming over you. And as we'll see, as like we get more into this whole like mega church stuff, it, it borders on cultish and it's very corrupt, but they're just using constant like fear and threats and like 
part of those fear and threats come from like, oh, well, do you want to like live a life in hell, like for the rest of your life? Or do you want to, you know, live right and come with us? Do you want eternal salvation? One or the other. Yeah. Talk about how they threaten hell, like as a punishment for not doing your like disgusting volunteer chores or for not sleeping with people who are high in the church, like allegedly, right. The, the like leadership of the church is like coming down on these girls being like, listen, like it's your job to serve. It's your job to be a worship companion. It's your job to lift a man up higher than yourself. And if you're not doing that, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you. And it's eternal burning in hell. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, like the, the prospect of eternal salvation is just as, as like a motivation is just as terrifying as like hell is a threat because it's like, literally it's just, it's a binary. It's one or the other. Yeah. It's either eternal euphoria or eternal damnation. Like there's no, you're only going to know at the end if you've been real good and Santa's watching. So (laughs) <laughs> like I've I've known some really kind Christians in my life. Like I I I you know I'm not hating, but I find it weird when people get super literal about the cross, the resurrection, the blood of the lamb. Like <laughs> when they get really into that old stuff, it, that's when it gets a little scary for me. Well, I <laughs> and that when Haley when Haley said redeemed in the blood of the lamb that that's when she scared me the most when she said I fear no devil or demon they fear me (laughs) yeah that was truly blood curdling um on her post about why whether she likes Halloween or not um yeah I mean I no I'm not against Christianity at all and we're we're talking about extremism which unfortunately a lot of these like celebrity megachurches are extreme but they just are packaged in this really shiny like good marketing and like Jesus is cool. I think Jesus is a really cool guy. Like, sounds great. Sounds like a super chill dude, like there for peace and love. But what's like, how do these people not see the irony that they're living like literally the complete opposite to him and all their values Yeah, of like flashiness, like exploiting people, collecting their money, like living, you know, flying away in their like exclusive Yeezys into their private jets. I don't know. Yeah. Like when when Christianity, whenever any Christian sect, whether it be Catholicism or these like evangelists, whatever, whenever they start preaching that prosperity gospel and being like, oh, Jesus wanted us to be rich. Jesus wanted us to be filthy rich and to never feel guilty about how rich we are. It's like, okay, what? (laughs) Because uh, Jesus said many, many times in the Bible, the exact opposite, like, like give everything you can to the less fortunate. It like, you know, it used to be that people who wanted to work for the church and be priests or nuns or whatever had to give up everything and, and take a vow of poverty. And like, to, so if you're going to try to turn that to the extreme opposite and then say it like somehow it's supported by the Bible, like that's just not true. So you're lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I'm wondering about all, all these people, like, you know, who <laughs> tend to get exposed for you know, terrible behavior later on. I wonder if they're so caught up in their own, um, in their own like corrupt nature that they actually believe that they're living by this, or if they just, if they don't care, or if they know that like they're actively going against it, but they're just benefiting themselves. Like, do they sleep at night is what I'm wondering. And do they feel that they're living by what? Yeah. 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 Hypocrisy. I know what you're saying. Like, do they feel guilt and shame? do they know that they're hypocrites deep down? And I would say no, like, I I don't think so. I mean, I think Carl Lentz was shamed like publicly, 
And I think he felt that, of course, but that's like an ego-based thing. Like, I don't think he would have given himself up and stepped down, which is what he should have done earlier. Sam, famous men being shameless? I don't know about that. That doesn't sound... (laughs) like super plausible i mean i don't know (laughs) it sounds crazy (laughs) it's so easy for them to believe their own hype like it takes one second for a man to go from like a regular fucking joe schmo to like a god in his own little ecosystem and they're just like finally you know (laughs) yeah 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 well and there's a way to like there's probably all kinds of like mental hoops and gymnastics you can jump through where you could be like oh well jesus had a following you know he had people that listened to him and i just i get up in front of an audience and i have people listen to me like and i'm preaching his word so you know yeah one plus one equals two exactly and (laughs) like on um real housewives of salt lake city um there was accusations that a cast member mary was running a cult and she's like i am not running a cult like i i'm just I was born into this and I'm, I'm just, uh, she calls herself like the first lady of the church or whatever. And then people are like, well, I heard that your congregants worship you as God. And she's like, that's ridiculous. I never said I'm God. And then they like take the cameras inside the church and there's people screaming and fainting and being like, you are the facsimile of God. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, you know, saying you're the facsimile of God is, Mm, close enough in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 and that's what they all do like if you yeah if you watch Real House of Salt Lake City you'll see like Mary's like I don't say I'm God but if people assume it like whatever that's not my fault and that's basically how all these megachurch pastors act like they're like I'm not no I'm not telling people to give me all their money but if millions of people decide to give me their money because I've talked about tithing like well then you know that's that's in line with the Bible. Like it happens. Yeah. And and the uh, joke is I'm sure behind the scenes, they are fucking arm twisting and begging and demanding money, like straight up and like, well, not even behind the scenes. So that's something interesting that, um, that kept coming up in uh, reader stories that we'll talk about at the end, but going back to Hillsong. So when Hillsong was cool, which I mean, considering how, uh, pervasive it is around the world it still is in a lot of senses but before it was sort of publicly scandal free um it was this big thing and it had a lot of celebrities involved so at one point or another all of the following celebrities were members so we had bono <laughs> vanessa hudgens um kendall and kylie jenner courtney kardashian nick jonas um the australian prime minister who is currently a member chris pratt and famously justin bieber and selena gomez and later Haley Bieber. I think Haley was always in it, but I don't know. She said that's how they like reconnected was through Hillsong. Yeah, they reconnected through Hillsong directly after um, Justin and Selena reconnected through Hillsong. Um, and then they all kind of ditched it. Although I think Chris Pratt's still on that bandwagon because he is a, he is a godless man. <laughs> well, we read that line that we read that blind that said that Catherine Schwarzenegger was part of his harem that he was allowed because he donated so much to the church. And she was one of his worship companions that was then promoted to wife and mother of his kids. But that's alleged, of course. It's alleged, which is what a lot of what we'll say. Although a lot of what we'll say is like <laughs> very public knowledge and <laughs> very, uh, very much out there. But Hillsong's going to be getting a documentary shortly, which... I did not know, but that will be on Discovery Plus on March 24th. Hillsong, yeah. a mega church exposed. Yeah. 
and it looks great. And I think we're going to find out a lot of, we're going to get a lot of affirmation for what we're kind of seeing, uh, slowly trickle out. And, um, oh yeah, just today, (laughs) hot off the presses, uh, we had headlines, Hillsong church founder, Brian Houston breached code of conduct with inappropriate behavior towards two women leaked letter says. So there's been a lot of rumors about Brian Houston and a lot of alleged misconduct, but this is now uh, international headlines. So I think uh, I think the 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 fantasy is crumbling. Yeah, like before, and and I think I think it's kind of already on its way. And whatever comes out in the um, the megachurch exposed documentary, uh, the, the the Hillsong documentary, I think it's going to be like a nail in the coffin for for most people. That being said, there's still Scientology is still alive and well. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, not they're not at their peak anymore. They've gone down in numbers hugely, but there's always people left standing holding the bag at the end, like the ultimate believers for all of these like disgraced churches. Yeah. Oliver had an ad for uh, a subtle ad for Scientology pop up like on his TikTok or his Instagram the other day. We were scrolling through it together and it was like, I thought it was going to be like a funny video, but it was like, no, come take our quiz. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you guys are, you guys are still at it, eh? Like <laughs> getting, uh, still, still sticking in there. They're, they're tenacious if, if nothing else, um, and terrifying. But, um, so Hillsong, when it still had Justin Bieber involved, it was very bizarre the way that he got involved because Justin Bieber, like, um as we greatly detailed you know he was like a bad boy and then he was uh all about Jesus all of a sudden you know all born again but his relationship at the time with the main priest um pastor or oh yeah Judas Smith yeah so Justin Bieber and like his relationship with the main pastors at the time Carl Lentz and Jewish priest was Judas Smith <laughs> pastor preacher (laughs) too much for my simple mind so justin bieber made this kind of like big debut as like this hugely involved member of hillsong and that was i think what spiraled it into like true mainstream popularity but his relationship with um the main pastors at the time judah smith and carl enz were fucking weird like uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw a lot of his interviews that they did at the time, but he was like rubbing their shoulders and kind of like sitting in their lap and just being like super touchy feely in a way that was uh, unusual for adults, like who aren't together. And even if they were together, like dating, which they, they weren't, it would be uh, uncomfortable, you could say. I don't know if you've seen any of those. I have. And yes, was it inappropriate for a pastor and his congregant? Yes. Like there's, there's videos of them doing shots of tequila in the club together. There's videos of them with their arms all around each other, um, swimming, uh, crying together, like holding each other. Like it just, you could tell there was just boundaries there that were not being respected. Well, I mean, speaking of inappropriate boundaries, like I truly don't know if this is like normal for religious leaders to do this or not, to like take in their members into their own homes, like when they're down and out. Justin Bieber actually moved in with Carl Lentz and his family for a month and a half, like right when he first joined the church. Um, And they said that he was like working through some stuff. Um, 
Carl just said that he saw all like the reports of like Justin Bieber doing like horrible things and thought that he had to like take him in. And it was around this time that he baptized him. He had this infamous baptism at two in the morning that we talked about, you know, in, in previous episodes. Um, and it was just, yeah, all around. I mean, I guess that's where they kind of like had this sort of intimacy develop, but it's still bizarre. Like even for two people, like for someone who's like in a rough place, crashing on someone else's couch, that type of closeness is questionable and sketchy. Yeah. Like let's say he was his like sponsor in AA or, you know, his mentor in some other capacity, like you wouldn't be doing those things with him you wouldn't be partying with him you wouldn't be driving around all night with him like it it has like a weird indoctrination feel to it some of the activities they were getting up to yeah I would say there's like probably no situation where like platonic adults need to be like massaging each other in like a very public setting yeah he was he was trying yeah he he, like (laughs) you know what I mean like that's weird that's weird yeah, I think that Carl Lentz groomed Justin. Like whether they were boning or not, I'm not I don't know, but like he he made him dependent on him. He made him feel he loved him. He made him feel that he was the most important person in his life. He was his savior, he was his strength. Like all of that was going on in my opinion. Well, I think well, I think he could be grooming him for a variety of different things like what he did behind closed doors, like we don't know, but if that was grooming him to, you know, yeah, be completely kind of like you know, hooked on his church so that it would give the church credibility and attract other celebrity members, then, you know, great. Like, I think Justin Bieber is like a lot of people's golden ticket. Like these big celebrities are a lot of people's golden ticket. Like Justin Bieber, Chris Pratt, once they're on your side, it's like, you're, you're good. That's so much money in your pocket automatically. You need, you need one of those like tent pole attraction type celebs for every church. Like, Tom Cruise has Scientology and Travolta has Scientology too. And then you got Chris Pratt with Hillsong, Justin Bieber with Hillsong, like the more the merrier, but you need at least one like huge celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, yeah. It can't be a D list celebrity. It has to be like a, an A list, a permanent A lister. Yes. Yeah. Um, So I want to talk about the marketing of Hillsong because around the time when Justin Bieber was first a member, so this was around 2014, 2015, this was when you were getting all kinds of headlines like hipster preacher smashes stereotypes. And this is where like I was seeing YouTube clips and be like, oh, cool. Um, (laughs) But this was when, you know, Carl Lentz and and all of these um, mega pastors, like they're very charismatic. That is one thing that, you know, it, it has to be part of the job. So he was giving quotes like, um, this is not a relate, this is not a religion, but a relationship, like referring to how you, how you relate to both the church and to Jesus. Like he kept saying over and over, this isn't a religion. Um, and he really wanted to, to be something that people got excited about because he recognized like religion's not that popular anymore. So he'd say like, religion has no power, but a relationship with God is a superpower. It didn't take too long for the controversy to be stirred up. And one of the first red flags was their homophobia. Yeah. And so this is, so that's the thing. So when you're seeing these preachers in their Yeezys, 
and their skinny jeans, like ha- having like, you know, these like cool chats and this music that's like Christian music, but like may as well be mainstream, like super trendy. Your first thought isn't like, do these people hate gay people? Um, but as it turns out, they do. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so the first cracks of that happened in 2015 with a blog post by Brian Houston, who was um, one of the main um, pastors and, and leaders of the church titled, do I love gay people? <laughs> so in it, he said, Hillsong Church welcomes all people, but does not affirm all lifestyles. Put clearly, we do not affirm a gay lifestyle. And because of this, we do not knowingly have actively gay people in positions of leadership, either paid or unpaid in our church. So there you there you have it. Actively gay is quite something. <laughs> And so is so is starting that quote with Hillsong Church welcomes all people, but yeah. we don't as long as they're not doing gay stuff. So they're they're pro conversion therapy, clearly. They don't lead with conversion therapy. That's not like cool nowadays, but they're still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> they're still saying, like, come on over, gay people. Like it's all good. You know, we just want to talk. We just want to have a word with you. Like, we totally get it if you like feel that way. But like maybe if you just like didn't probably be better and you probably wouldn't go to hell as much yeah so that sort of makes me wonder what do Justin Bieber Haley Bieber and Chris Pratt think about gay people what is their like because obviously they're in the entertainment industry and they're interacting with gay people all the time like creative Hollywood people like a lot of them are gay so yeah but I mean you have um desi- fashion designers like Dolce and Gabbana who I think are gay but are anti-gay like it just because you're and they're in the fashion industry which doesn't get any gayer like just because that's what you know the world you're at the center of it doesn't mean um that's what you are I mean it's like the same way that it's like most actors and singers are democrats but clearly <laughs> Chris Pratt is almost very likely you know a Trumpian Republican dude oh yeah he's Oh yeah, he's a trumper for sure. And and even before this whole like they basically explicitly said like we don't like the gays. I remember seeing an interview with Carl Lentz where this was my first moment of being like, "Oh, wait a minute." Um where they were like, "Hey, like what are your views on gay people?" And he was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a really complex topic and people take sound bites and they run with it. Let's just have this conversation off camera." <laughs> and I was like, answer the question Carl it's actually not that complex of a topic yeah him and his wife have had really good like non-answers like where they'll just say like they'll be like so does your church accept gay people and they'll be like our church embraces all people we meet people where they're at it's not my job to judge others for what they've done or anything in their life you know like they'll say something that almost makes you think okay like you're you're kind of inclined to be like okay so they sounded kind of accepting and you just kind of forget about it well it's like instead of a fire and brimstone conversion therapy camp it's like a fun shell fire uh it's a fun shell conversion camp you know (laughs) yeah it's like we're cool like we're into fashion that's kind of gay but like don't actually be gay (laughs) yeah like as long as you're not doing any butt stuff or any below the belt or any, any marriage stuff to the person you love yeah just don't just don't be with them just don't hook up with them how hard is it like just take all of your like love and desires and just push them so deep down inside and like think about jesus and and worry about hell instead 
Hmm? You ever think about that? <laughs> yeah, I love how, so when this was all coming out, I mean, Elliot, the actor Elliot Page called out Hillsong and specifically Chris Pratt, like for being a part of it, um, you know, for being anti-gay. And then I love how Chris Pratt's defense was, despite what the Bible says about divorce, my tr- church community was there for me every step of the way, never judging, just gracefully accompanying me on my walk. So like... <laughs> obviously if they're going to accept a movie star who has just come out of his heterosexual marriage how could they be against gay people it's literally impossible that's so funny it's it's just like what you said about mel gibson on your uh, a solo episode about him being like listen guys if anyone here wants to judge me about my divorce and my like extremely fundamentalist catholic cults like you all can go suck a fucking dick because i'm gonna divorce anyone i want to divorce like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but don't be fucking gay like, yeah, yeah. But, but i told you once i told you a thousand times nothing is worse than being gay <laughs> <laughs> now we'll get back to our latin services <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i actually had an, a listener who is an old friend of mine um reach out and she's from australia and had uh, served coffee at a Hillsong convention for a week. And so <laughs> she basically described it. It was this Hillsong women's conference and it was like full on like 1950s old school. So there was like an entire, um, there was an entire day called a woman's place. And it was eight hours of presenters preaching for women to let her man lead, support him, sacrifice yourself so the family can survive. Um, there was a four hour afternoon lecture dedicated to how unnatural trans people are, which she was like, like the whole week she was like, just listening in, you know, in between like when she had to like work and serve coffee being like, what the fuck? But she said it was just like completely out of place. Like it was, it didn't fall in with any of of the rest of their lectures, which were like trying to stick like closely to kind of like biblical teachings. Um, and then she said that each session, would end with like wild, like huge, like explosive, like songs and and dancing around for like 20 minutes. So like everyone would leave kind of feeling high um, and everything would leave on this uplifting note. But meanwhile, it's like the presenters were men, almost exclusively men. The guests were all women. Um, and she had just never seen like any sort of anything like it before. It was like this, the biggest religious gathering Australia had seen. And it was just pure, like, live and serve your man you know in your heterosexual relationship so that's what that's who they really are at their core well yeah and you see that in the way that Katherine Schwarzenegger and Haley Bieber act like they are self-sacrificing they are just like the window dressing for their man they will stick it out through thick and thin they are not embarrassed by the things that the that their partner does to embarrass them publicly like they'll stick it out same with when carl Lentz cheated on his wife his wife stuck with him and is like going on the pap walks holding his hand and like yeah i definitely see that but yeah they're good wives yeah like in in capital g capital w you know like they're they're yeah. they're they're like home is wherever my husband is like why that's where i want to be i just want to be home yeah <laughs> totally um so getting to brian houston who is the global senior pastor for Hillsong Church, the top guy. Um, He's rich as fuck, and he's under investigation for 
tax evasion because, or just hiding income basically, which is what a lot of these mega churches are, you know, arguably uh, for like being a tax-free religious organization, hiding wealth, etc. So in 2010, Brian Houston filed that he made $300,000 that year. And that was instantly flagged as being like, we think he made way more than that, but he hasn't even disclosed his salary since then. Um, that same year, uh, the Australian press started digging and found records of his family's multi-million dollar beachfront properties, plural, and that a million dollar tax-free church expense account had been supporting the couple and three other couples. Um, and he was later charged with knowingly concealing evidence that his father, who was a pastor as well, was sexually abusing many young boys in the 70s. This then reflected bad press onto the Australian Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, who's close personal friends with Brian Houston and a member of the church. Um, there was some drama when Scott Houston, or sorry, when Brian Houston was invited to the White House and then he had to be disinvited. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, people are like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and when even Trump won't associate with you that's really rough yeah so then it gets exposed that brian houston had offered um a victim who was abused by his dad from the ages seven to twelve uh he offered him ten thousand dollars to not expose his father and um then the guy uh messaged brian and was like what's happening with the payment like where's my money like i agreed to forgive your father and then houston replies yes I'll, okay i'll get the money to you there's no problem you know, it's your fault all of this happened. You tempted my father. Oh my God. What I, okay, what I always wonder is do people that are power hungry and that want to abuse people, are they drawn to these sorts of environments or do these sorts of environments bring that out in people who may not have like had these thoughts or acted on it had they not been in a position of leadership? Um. I think both like, well, I don't know about pastors, pastors, I think are just abusing their power and the power has gone to their head with priests. There's another layer, which is the lifelong vow. Wait, what's the difference between a priest, a priest and a pastor? Priests are for Catholicism. So they take a vow of celibacy for life and they have to like wear the robes and live like in like dorms their whole life and it's they can't marry they you know it's oh i thought a priest and a pastor was the same thing (laughs) no and then a pastor is like for like these cool reform churches it's like they're allowed to get married they're allowed to have kids it's totally totally different but but a protestant but protestants are priests like or, or pastors right like they were always able to marry I don't know what the fuck Protestants get up to in their godless universe. I'm a Catholic family. (laughs) (laughs) Only Catholic religious leaders can't marry, but the rest of them can, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Protestants are like Anglicans and Lutherans and they do allow their ministers to get married. Yes. I remember that because I knew a girl whose dad was a minister. So that's all clicking back to me now. Okay. Anywho. Yeah. But pastors are like, like ministers are still expected to like not drink, you know, be a, just have a certain, they have a, a code of, of behavior that I, that I know of. And like, I don't know about like these fucking Hillsong guys. I don't know what so they're pastors are. Pastors are untethered. <laughs> pastors are like chill as fuck. They're like, 
we're cool. We have $7,000 sneakers on. We do shots. We're not like the other, we're not like the other girls. <laughs> yeah. So eventually Pastor Carl Lentz has his long affair, sexual tequila drenched affair uh, exposed in the press. God, um, when does when does tequila ever like lead to a good decision? <laughs> oh Lots of Lord. tequila drenched <laughs> decision. A little tequila is a little tequila is a good night. A lot of tequila will will kill you. <laughs> yeah. So when this all gets discovered, um, they sell their home, the Lentz family, and then they move to Manhattan Beach, California, where Tyler Perry allegedly paid their $16,000 monthly rent for a while, which I didn't know he was involved. So they abandoned their congregation, changed their phone numbers, don't give their updated phone number to the people they were leading, and then start intense couples therapy. Um, But Alonso is not Carl and his mistress. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that only lasts apparently like a month. And then Lentz is fired and there's leaked audio uh, of that meeting where his bosses are saying, you know, these issues are more than just one affair. They're really significant. And at least some bad moral behavior has gone back historically. We never really find out what specifically they are talking about, but then he goes to rehab for pastoral burnout, which is a new one. Oh my good <laughs> God. The pastoral burnout. Like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> Just so <laughs> like <laughs> yeah just just saying you're, you're going to like a glorified airbnb or you know what you're actually going to rehab for at that point just say you're going to rehab for addictions and then for rehab list, stuff yeah list your addictions like they're like come on be honest so anyway it's just it's just a bunch of exhausted pastors being like god i've just been preaching so hard out there <laughs> you too <laughs> got to you too huh (laughs) oh my gosh they're like these these yeezys don't have enough arch support for like my like air guitar that i'm doing on stage every night like i'm tired i'm fucking tired at the end of these days so then the new york times starts reporting that hillsong nyc volunteers had been complaining about lens being a big perv acting inappropriately with women since at least 2017 and then uh, Lentz's former dog walker went public. Love to see former Love <laughs> that. I live for that. It's like <laughs> you, 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 you had one NDA that you forgot to get someone to sign. Exactly. You're like, whatever, the dog walker doesn't, he's in and out. You yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. So the dog walker said in 2014, he stumbled in on Lentz making, <laughs> making sex noises with a younger star. I don't want to know how young I don't want to think about it. Um, So in the months after that, you you know, all these stories started to to surface. People went to the press about them being exploited, bullied, harassed, um, fired from their certain positions for expressing that they had, you know, gay feelings or, or, or whatever it may be. Um, And And that's the thing. I feel like anyone who is obsessed with, what other people can't do with their bodies is doing fucked up thing with doing a fucked up thing with their body you know like anyone it's like why do you care what other people what two consenting adults are doing why are you obsessed with that why are you thinking about it any but anyone 
who does have that sort of fixation, it comes from a sick place of like whatever stuff they're they're doing or want to be doing. Yeah. So this building they had in New York, 184 Kent Avenue was called the compound. And that's where like they Super would just have wholesome. <laughs> they would just have nonstop wild boys nights. Um, pastors holding exclusive late night parties that managed to make space for the models whose agencies put them up in the building. And the young men of Hillsong who had proven their loyalty. And a former Hillsong volunteer says, those guys were dicking down. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> yeah, they sh- I bet they were. God. <laughs> y- yeah, they, they got really drunk at neighborhood bars and once starting a fight, um, they... They had interns that they would use to clean up, you know, the churches and they made the interns pay. The interns had to pay up to $4,000 a month to work at the church, um, wiping up vomit and stuff. Um, So then eventually, you know, in that month, November 2020, Carl Lentz is fired in a vague statement that says, you know, unspecified moral failures were the reason for this and he issues a statement saying yes I was unfaithful in my marriage this failure's on me and me alone um blah 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 okay just content warning for the next little excerpt and just something you know it's heavy but and just to say it also feeds into a theme across basically every glitzy glamorous like mega church you know, every corrupt mega church of any denomination, which is just dizzying level of hypocrisy. Yeah, totally. So after Carl was fired and then all these stories started coming out, one of his nannies came forward and accused him of manipulation, control, bullying, abuse of power, and sexual abuse. Um, Justin Bieber and Haley left the church. Like everyone was really disgusted and disappointed by everything that was coming out. And um, shortly thereafter, a woman came forward with her own story of being brutally raped at a Hillsong Bible study group. Uh, She then reported the incident to the church only for them to say she should focus on repairing relationships and told her to sort it out with her rapist. A second woman talked about her own sexual assault by a Hillsong administrator. Uh, When she reported it to the church, they took three months to speak to the man and then appointed the rapist's wife to be the victim's new church leader. Their abuser pled guilty to indecent assault, got two months probation and a promotion at Hillsong. And in on the Patreon, we read this really lengthy blind that I've hinted to, which was about um, Hillsong operating as a sex trafficking ring where they would draw in models. I had a little blind that I didn't read last time that says, I used to think it was just drugs, but it is so much more for this former A-plus list tweener, Justin Bieber. He told his celebrity girlfriend, Selena Gomez, she was going to hell if she stopped sleeping with who he told her to sleep with. So there was allegedly this culture of sexual coercion, using sex as favors to God in a way, like serving. if you're serving a rich man in the church, you're serving God. And then they also made people have these really abusive internships, um, ex-church members have come forward saying that the church decides who you talk to who you date or marry what hair color you have they can force people to quit their jobs and work for free uh, for the church under horrible conditions and they refer to this practice as honoring they stalk their employees force them to go to in-house doctors and keep everything secret with ndas of course the financial impropriety is 
an issue as well. Um, they closed their Dallas branch after complaints about misuse of worshippers' tithes by pastors who appeared to be living a life of luxury. Yeah, they're always living a life of luxury. And um, <laughs> like I've referred to this before, but the accounts like Preachers and Sneakers, the Instagram account is maybe I referred to it on the Patreon, but it's just like it's this Instagram account that just documents these mega pastors' sneakers that all you know that costs all thousands and thousands of dollars and it's just this small detail but it just really shows like just how much they've strayed from the lord or like maybe they never were living by the lord in the first place like i don't i don't know how much of a chicken or an egg situation it is of you know i was talking about before like uh, I, i don't know how much people are corrupted by the power or are drawn to it because they have these ill intentions to start with Mm-hmm. So after Hillsong was completely shamed and, and disgraced in the press, um, somehow from the ashes rose Church Home. But like, it, it sort of feels like one of those games where you rearrange the letters to make a new word, like it, of <laughs> Church Home and Hillsong. Like it, it's sort of like these two syllable, like trendy. You know, it alludes to something religious, but it's like it seems that like there is this vacuum that whenever one corrupt celebrity religion disappears, like goes away, another just appears in its place. It just seems to be that's like the natural way of things. <laughs> yeah, totally. So the board of directors is really bizarre for Church Home. We've got some of the Kardashians are on there, Biebs. Sierra and her husband, Russell Wilson, and our number one enemy, Lou fucking Taylor, a.k.a. the architect of Britney Spears' conservatorship. The true devil. Don't ever listen when I say Kris Jenner's the devil because she is nothing compared to Lou Taylor. Yes. Absolutely. So church home is where Bieber hangs his hat these days. He says like i i read his quote earlier you know if you're interested in learning more about jesus and his extraordinary ways please visit the church home app free in the app store it's easy it's right there you're probably <laughs> yeah. reading this on your phone just check it out what could go yeah. wrong <laughs> so the app is trying to you know be at the forefront of this new at home religious experience where you can stream sermons, join community chat rooms, and digitally pray for one another. The app's prayer feature looks like a newsfeed. Users post their prayers instead of status updates and receive notifications when others have prayed for them. And it also allows users, a majority of whom are single, to direct message one another. So it sometimes functions like a dating app. Using PushPay, a donor management system designed for churches. The app also makes it easy to set up recurring donations to any of the church's five campuses. And this is um, where Judah Smith, who's Justin Bieber's current religious pastor, daddy, best friend. um, This is where he works too. So. I mean, that makes sense. Like it makes sense for religious zealots to be paired with each other. Like, yeah, you may absolutely. as well put an in-home, you know, dating service in there. Yeah, they're vertically integrating. Like this church is like, listen, we want people to marry other people within this church and have kids that are going to be brought up in this church, and then they're going to get married and have twenty-seven kids, and those kids will be in the church. Like, you know, well, it's the same as if you're not religious, you don't want to be dating a super religious person normally. 
most of the time. I'm just saying that their only motivation in this app and the dating part of it is to grow their wealth by initiating people into the church and making it so, you know, they're so ingrained they can't leave. Just a one-stop shop, like a religious metaverse. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And they are corrupt. Like, I mean, yeah, Church Dome just feels like a Baby Hill song in the making. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Their revenue last year was $20 million. 18.5 of that came from tithing from the congregants' incomes, which are traditionally 10%. So it's, you know, it's exempt from income tax because it's a nonprofit. But anyway. Yeah, they're all exempt from from paying taxes. Yeah. And so since we know that Judah Smith like baptized Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber in a lake a second time. Um, I probably should like wash themselves from the like Carl Lentz of it all. Um, but I, I don't know if people knew like how far back Judah Smith had his hooks in the Biebs. So like, well, some, in- we all know that sometimes the first baptism doesn't take, you know, you just, you don't, you don't get it washed off all the stink. And he was baptized as a baby too. So we're talking three, three baptisms here. Um, so when Justin Bieber's mom, Patty was, uh, very young and Justin Bieber was a baby. She attended a Christian conference in Toronto and watched Judah Smith speaking. He was then just a co-leader of a youth ministry at the city church. And, uh, she liked him. She thought he seemed cool and young. She, later reached out when Justin Bieber was 16 and invited the pastor and his wife to come to one of his concerts and said, like, he needs some good influences in his life. Would you be down to come? And he was the most Googled person in the U S that year. So they were like, fuck. Yeah. They came and they started, you know, sinking their hooks in and they Which got easy to do because, uh, Justin Bieber was just, uh, sad boy from a troubled home and uh Pisces just looking to be loved (laughs) yeah totally they they decided to like pivot from the fire and brimstone that was like popular at that time with like evangelists on tv and they went for like positive storytelling and like talking about this like you know god's deep love you catch more flies with honey than vinegar exactly exactly Um, Here's a fun quote from Judah in 2005. President Bush's Supreme Court nominations would be essential to determining whether or not we will continue to murder innocent lives in the womb of our women. Um, P.S. Homosexuality is a sin, the same as murder, rape, or living with your girlfriend. (laughs) That's what, that's literally a direct quote from Jesus. Like, like, quote, end quote. (laughs) It's one of his most famous sayings written on the tablets. That's how it works, right? (laughs) Okay, so after I did the Justin Bieber episode and the episode on celebrity cults, I had a few of you guys write in with some really interesting stories of just like your personal experiences with Hillsong and similar type of churches that are basically like mega churches around the world, like these sort of corrupt mega churches. And I'm also interested, like if you are part of a mega church that you feel is like super positive and not corrupt I would like to hear from you like I'm I I don't know if we only hear about the bad and if the good is out there and it's just not making news but I'm open to those stories as well but for now it's interesting so 
one person wrote in and talked about how like they they were an Australian listener and they said that basically like Hillsong is huge in Australia um like very culturally significant but that people basically turn a blind eye to their misgivings because they have great worship music <laughs> and they're great I mean they're, and they're great at covering up abuse but like their music is like very compelling like it's just like very um it's like uplifting and trendy and and all that and so I mean I thought that was interesting just like hearing just how popular it is for that reason it's like I mean we talked about this in our Justin Bieber episode like where it's like I will I, I even with all the like fucked up things Justin Bieber's done and like times where he's like you know his stories have made my stomach turn like his his bops make me bop along so like good music can you know it'll get you far um we had another listener write in who talked about how they were part of the Hillsong church. And long before these scandals became public it, within their local church, there was um, a huge scandal involving sexual coercion and an affair. Um, and basically everyone in the church knew about it, but they couldn't find anything about it on the internet. Um, it had just been completely scrubbed. We had another listener write in and talk about how they grew up in this church in Mexico and basically it was the same story this was not Hillsong or, or church home or anything like that but it was the exact same story as what we've been hearing about these churches in other parts of the world that the senior pastors were living large they everyone had to give a 10% obligatory tithing and then in both cases like the pastors were openly living like these big glamorous lives so they were openly wearing um gucci and come de garçon like like designer clothes and flaunting it and at the same time there was this huge social pressure to give um as much of your income as you could and just do what they say and then from that all this manipulation i mean all of this it's like what we hear over and over from all these different stories and it's also like once again <laughs> exactly the opposite of what Jesus preached like <laughs> it's it and it feels culty and sketchy like guys guys while I was reading those stories um Sam was just silently you can cut this Sam was just si eating Doritos on mute um and now I might have to end this <laughs> episode <laughs> go find Doritos of my own <laughs> so <laughs> yeah we all need some Doritos after a tough day at the office learning about Hillsong come on yeah yeah although this will be airing on a Monday, so we're trying to start your week right with some really depressing religious stories. <laughs> yeah, after this, we, we're we going back to celeb couples because this is just... Yeah, guys, after this is, this is the end of our uh, long streak of <laughs> depressing religious stories. We're going to keep it fun, light, and fresh as we do on It's Become a Whole Thing. So this seems like a good note to end it on. Um, just nice and depressing before we, we're, we're just going to bring you down uh, before we build you back up with some like fun, like cute episodes coming up. Um, like and subscribe to this podcast, guys. If you're not already subscribed, hit us with a five-star review. Heck, why not? What What's what's it to you? Um, follow, <laughs> <laughs> follow me on Instagram at It's Become a Whole Thing and TikTok follow sammy at sammy whole thing on instagram and that's it for today bye guys